Welcome to In the Mood for Pod, a podcast where we talk about all things romance books. My name is Bonnie from Bon Reviews Books on Instagram and TikTok, and with me is Shawnee from Shawnee Reads. Hello. And Mary from The Vibrarian. Hi. It's just the just this crew again this week. What Shawnee, what are you in the mood for? Um, well, I was like, I've been like a little bit all, all over the place. Like, that's, I mean, that's like my MO as it is. But um, I was thinking about it today. And I think I'm like in the mood to reorganize my bookcase, which happens like every couple of months. But now I was I've been very, very fortunate to be the recipient of many uh, bookish mail package in the past week due to it having been my birthday. So now I have like 20 new books to put somewhere (laughs) I don't know where I'm going to put them um and there's a lot like there's a lot of books that I don't really have like uh you know like you you do your bookshelves and you're like oh like this is my contemporary this is my dark or this is my white shoes or my mafia shelf or whatever and now I have like a lot of books that don't have a place or a room like I got um a ton of I have like really dark or like slightly paranormally stuff that I don't actually have a lot in paperback. So I was like, where the heck do these go? So they're just all like sitting on a massive pile on my bookshelf and now I just have to reorganize. Um, but I also haven't reorganized since, um, I want to say like, it's been a while. Like when we got the Lords of Pain Kickstarter books, which was probably in I don't know, June or something. So that since then I've just been like, where the heck does this stuff go? So that's that's kind of what I have been in the mood for this week. Um, we'll see if I actually get around to it. Um, but I also, I found a new author this week. Oh? Yeah, and I, Bonnie, I know that you've read her. So I read Nikki Castle. <gasps> yes. Um, and she, I read her newest one. Oh, okay. Uh, which is One Last Shot. So it's in her MMA series. I think it's the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen, like, that series recommended a ton. And I just, like, never, I was like, well, I'm not interested enough. And then one quote on TikTok got me. And I was like, so mm-hmm. <laughs> As it like that, as we know, that's how it happens. Um, so that was really good. Um, I really I read that in one day, and I think I might like go back and read that series from her because it was like surprisingly. I don't know why I expected it to be just like really meat heady and not have like a proper plot. <laughs> Maybe it was like me just being judgmental of MMA play the fighters or whatever. I felt the same <laughs> way when I started that series. Okay, okay, so it's not just me. I was, kind of, no. I was like, I was like, am I gonna like this MMA? But I loved the first book, Five Rounds. Okay, good. So okay, that's that's good. So maybe that'll I'll just read I'll read the rest of that series. But the fourth book, One Last Shot, was really good. Um, also, which is um, my like random bookish trope kryptonite or like a thing I love in books is when there is a dog. <laughs> who's like not a main character, but the dog has like a proper role <laughs> in the book. Um, and the uh, MMC rescues a black tripod pit bull. And I was like, my entire heart. Oh, and he rescues so the dog. He rescues the dog from a dumpster. And then he names him Oscar. Oh, <laughs> Oscar the <laughs> Oh my God. I really, I need to read book three in this series still. So I haven't read book four yet either, but oh my God. I yeah, now I really want to. I was like, I'm sold. And then um, we were also talking about it separately um, with some, with, with like a group chat that uh, there's like a really hot knee grinding scene in it. Mm. So um highly recommend that so that's that's sort of where I'm at okay yeah you need to read five rounds there's some like it's spicy it's so good yeah and there's some scenes in that that I'm just like oh my god like yeah really good highly recommend I'm so excited I feel like I don't really hear that many people talk about it it's not as popular as I feel like it could be I guess yeah yeah for sure but I'm I'm gonna go back I'm going to go back. I'm going to eat my words. I love it. Uh, that I never uttered <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it's just, 
you know how like you breeze past some series you're like oh, i don't know i don't know you keep seeing them and even if it's like mutuals whose recommendations you trust you're like eh yeah i'm not that interested but now now i'm like damn it all i needed yeah. is, is to see a stranger make a video about it <laughs> <laughs> they're like wait nobody told me about this part <laughs> now i have to read it mary what are you in the mood for um, so I've been listening to Fox Love on audio and it's so good. Uh, and then I, over the weekend, I was like, had finished doing a bunch of stuff and I sat down to read because I have like the hardback copy and just the audio is so good that I like couldn't fully get into reading the physical book. And I was just watching The Diplomat on Netflix with Carrie Russell and like I watched the whole season uh a couple weeks ago and I've just like had this like like I just want to watch more things like that and or read stuff like that like like sort of like political thriller e but like there's romance and relationship aspect too and I realized that that's kind of what the um Kingmaker duet. I forget. That's not actually the name of the duet, but I that Kennedy Ryan book that I read, The Kingmaker. Uh, I was at Target on Friday and had picked up the second book because I was like, oh, I want to get like something. I was not having a very good day, and I was like, I want to get something for myself. But I was like, oh, I don't like want to spend a ton of money, and like I don't need to buy like candy or makeup or anything and I was like I'm obviously going to go check out the book section so I had picked up book two of that series and that's totally what that is and so I read like more than half of it in just one sitting and so I'm going to finish that and it's like the second book it's there's a duet and then there's a standalone that are all part of the same series uh but it's really good and it totally has like that sort of political intrigue drama um but then it is a romance so very much vibing with that um and I yeah just doing all oh yeah go ahead I was gonna say like I've never read any any Kennedy Ryan but I feel like I'm just like so scared to read her at this point because I feel like every single time like it's like capital B, big, capital E emotions. And I'm like, very rarely so this in one, the that. Yeah. So this one I thought looked cool. And Haley from Literary Haley had read it. And she, for I think similar reasons to why it would, looked intriguing to me, um, it is like there's some angstiness. And I thought that I was going to have like a ma- – like there's definitely some like major gut punch moments. But – this one is more in that realm of like contemporary meets a little bit of dark romance. Like there's something like the end, like book one ends on like a major cliffhanger that feels kind of like a dark romance. Um, and Ooh, okay. yeah, so that's why I was like, wait, I really <laughs> like this a lot because I know that it's very different from some of her other ones that are exactly like you said, like, um, before I let go, which I have a copy of and I am really looking forward to reading it, but I definitely have to be like in the right mood because it's like second chance sort of marriage in crisis kind of thing, which is like not generally tropes that I love that much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I have to be like in the right space for that. But this is uh, very different from that. It's like, He's, like, a son of, like, an oil guy, um, but he's, like, a real, like a, cl- a climate change, like, scientist, and that's, like, what he's doing. And then she is uh, Native American um, from the Apache tribe, and so she- and she's, like, a water activist, like, when they first meet. And then there's, like, a time jump to, like, when they're, like, finishing, like, school programs and stuff. And then there's, like, another time jump of, like, their what they're doing with their, like, careers and stuff. But – and, like, his brother is a politician. So there's, like, all this, like, stuff happening with that. But um, it's sort of, like – Wow. Uh, not opposites attract because they're very similar, like, their personalities. But, like, sort of star-crossed lovers kind of thing. Like, his dad, like, 
built an oil pipeline through her reservation, like that kind of thing. So there's like that intrigue and like personal like different world conflicts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I will say that I think my favorite thing about her books is that you're you're not well from what I've read and from what you're describing, Mary, like there is not miscommunication and bullshit that goes on. It's a little bit closer to dark romance where like the issues that take place are very much like outside of the couple's relationship. So like I feel like she's really good in the contemporary space. Mm -hmm. At, like, making problems that are not, like, stupid fucking annoying things. (laughs) Like, those soulmate equations, for example. It's an an external conflict over an internal one. Yeah. It is. And And I just feel like that's hard to do really well in contemporary. Yeah. I agree. And I think that she she still does a really good job at making there be, like, some interpersonal conflict, like, like it's super good and like this would do so well with a screen adaptation or like a tv show or something yeah yeah i feel like again maybe maybe kennedy for our actual episode topic maybe kennedy ryan is mine <laughs> is one of mine bob we will we'll yeah bonnie what are you in the mood for i went and picked up things we left behind by lucy score today i have had a very rocky relationship with this entire series that first book is there's too much I hated it I was so mad I like genuinely was so angry I hated Knox I think is the first yeah and then Nash is the second one I just he his character pissed me off so much and I'm usually really into that type in a book yeah but the amount of like I can't be with her I can't possibly be with her it's like you're 41 years old man like oh my god yeah, something about him specifically versus like other characters I read, just like I couldn't handle it. It was it went on for too long, I think. But um, I've been just like dying to know what happened between Sloane and Lucian because it's been like just teased out through the last two books. And the I love Second Chance apparently. Like I didn't realize how into Second Chance I was. Um, but yeah, apparently this is my kryptonite. So obviously I'm like thirsting for this book. Um, so I'm really excited to start that, but I'm also now in the middle of the Brutal Boys of Everlake Prep. (laughs) It did exactly what I thought it was going to do. Like they are, their books have crack in them. Dude, Um, it's fucking crazy. (laughs) And they're all like 500 pages or more. And I'm like, I don't know how I read these so quickly. I know that they're not like. I'm not reading like Pride and Prejudice, but still, it's like a lot of content to consume. Um, And you know what I really want? I want a Pride and Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice (laughs) retelling written by Caroline Putnam and Suzanne Valenti. Yeah, it would be really long. Yeah, like set it in like a vaguely paranormal situation also it's a white choose yes <laughs> for sure it's darcy and bingley or, or yeah. it's an MMF or whatever. i oh love this God. writing challenge for them yeah <laughs> the thing is it's thing so is, good thing is someone someone's gonna send this clip to them and be like and they're gonna be like cool it's ready in five weeks and it's 790 pages <laughs> yeah. oh my god anyway, uh, sorry, where no. are did you finish book one yet yeah, I finished book one. I started book two. Nice. Okay, cool. I, so I, the one thing I'm, that I've experienced with um, binging their books is that, like, I don't know, like, where each book ends. Like, because with Harlequin Crew, I, like, yeah. because I actually, like, experienced the cliffhangers and had to wait after book three, I, like, each of those books oh. exists in a very specifically, like, the like the the last three books basically like it's like one book isn't that the series where there's like some iffiness about like native american yeah so yeah yeah, so okay here's here's my things with this series because i have no problem tearing these books apart 
They're yeah. one, they are addicting as fuck. Anything mm. that these two write, I'm clearly like, it's crack and I will consume it so quickly. Um, the one thing, first thing is that it's set in high school and just like in my mind, I'm just like aging them up into college because I'm like, no high school boys look or talk like this. They would never act this way. Like, it's just like high school. But then at the same time, I'm like, did they not do it college age because they didn't think some of these things would make sense? But then I'm like, no, I think it definitely could have just been. Well, I don't know. So, so I there, I have some I have some th- thoughts on that one because basically so one, they're all super well educated and I'm pretty sure that Tatum turns 18 at the beginning of the book like her birthday is like right before Yeah. Yeah, so they're all they're 18. All like old. Yeah, and like Saint is like he talks the way that he talks because he's like has a stick up his ass basically and like is like extremely proper mm-hmm. and like only listens to classical music and stuff. So it's like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Like there's things that add up. Like the characters are like consistent for their behavior. And so I have sure. to like, but I give think- them that. Yeah, I know. I agree. I was – that's actually yeah. one of the reasons why I didn't read that series for – like I held off for a few months because I was like – I just – I kept going back to it and then I would be like, oh, they're in high school and like – it sounds like maybe she like has something going on with her uh um she has something going on with her uh teacher and so i was like ooh like ugh, yeah. i don't know if i'm like okay with that and then i think i read something else and i was like oh i don't really care about this and personally i don't have an issue with high school romances as long as they're 18 and i prefer it if in the high school romance there isn't a v-card trope because that to me yeah give me a v-card trope when they're adults and she's like you know in her 20s and for some reason and like don't make it weird or give me an 18 year old who's like experienced and we don't have to talk about it like we can just be like okay that's fine and I feel like that's when they do it that way to me it just feels more realistic and there's a lot of things about like high school that's true I find to be like has helped me along my healing journey, especially bully romances because I had some guys that were not super nice to me in high school and like something about that. And I've talked to people who write bully romances, specifically high school bully romances, and they've all said that that's basically what their motivation is, is like going on a little healing journey where they sort of are like, what if those people that bullied me relentlessly actually – were in love with me and then started treating me super good and I became like their one and only like obsession and then they took care of me for the rest of my life I'm like let's reframe this bitch I love it (laughs) I do I love it it worked you're right everything you just described is true and it does I think that's what makes the series like palatable for me because I am enjoying it and I'm having fun Mm. still so I'm like it's not bothering me that much that I would stop but um, wait, do you have something, Shawnee, about high school? Yeah, so I think, like, to me, when it, whenever they're I, – I have, like, the same thing where it's, like, it has to be, like, very specific high school setting that – for me to make yeah. it palatable. Like, I, it, it needs to come highly, highly, highly recommended for me to even pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always think of it like, well, Gossip Girl – is also high school yeah <laughs> so exactly. i'm just like serena wine woodson drinking martinis at the plaza in high school i'm like okay right fine um yeah but, which they like, do explain I, I in the books the most- by the way they do explain that in the books that they all have fake yeah. ids they all have too much money and oh, specifically yeah. hotel bars care less about don't like yeah. people like checking IDs than other yeah that's was like that's like in the yeah. first chapter well, of no, the very first book yeah and I like I went to I went to college with people exactly like that so I'm like I totally I, yeah it's it's fully realistic right um, yeah, like, yeah for sure they wear Mew Mew heels to math class like I get it um, yeah but for me the the high school thing oftentimes is there's there's just 
something I mean, and maybe this is like exactly what you said, Mary, where it's like either they're like way too old or they're way too naive. And the V card thing does bug me. Yes. Um, because there's something I don't know. I'm like, to me, it's like not necessarily like always not realistic or mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't well, know. They're trying I, to like make them seem really young by using those things. And I'm like, I don't like that. For some reason, that yeah. makes it weird. <laughs> I read Punk 57. Oh, yeah. Um, and I didn't know that it was high school. And I was like, uh, if this is what it is, usually I absolutely fucking lutely not. So I still cannot stand that book. I'm okay, like- so the thing about the, I just don't want to forget this, the thing about the Native American Oh, yeah, we didn't finish talking about that. So I was like, okay, this takes place in, like, a fictional America. I get that. So you're obviously, like, borrowing from Native Americans. What's so interesting to me is that they are not from America. And I'm like, what do you even know? Did you you research and, like, cherry pick random things from, like, Native American history to, like – because, like, the – the stuff that's used in the book is basically, like, these men, men, they're boys, these boys embody, like, a Native American um, kind of, like, tribal spirit. Yeah, they're, like, the night like, keepers or whatever. So, I yes, think they're that, the night yeah. keepers. And it does not really go into how they got into that, or at least they haven't yet, and, like, why it's important to them specifically. I'm trying to remember. I'm like thinking about it now, having like reread the series like a year ago, and that becomes less and less relevant as the series goes on. Like it's something that basically when they were like pre this like pandemic that happens, which is basically like mm-hmm. COVID. If everybody who got COVID died, instead of like you get COVID and some people died and some people didn't, that's basically what the, what happens in this story so like you get the Hades virus and you die like that's like it so it's like a COVID times a billion and that is like kind of weird but they like it's like pre that happening these boys like found this like local legend and they were like oh let's like take it and like make it so that we can use this to like exert power over our like peers and then they just sort of yeah and it's, like, basically just, like, an excuse to get drunk and, like, to have a party and stuff like that, which is honestly kind of typical to the majority of high school boys, especially, like, rich, privileged ones. They're going to use, like, some weird thing. And then it sort of ends up getting, like, forgotten when, like, the stakes of their lives become bigger than them like real? just having like a social hierarchy like they have like actual like things going on one of the things though and we were because we uh bonnie and i were talking about fan casting uh and i was like oh this is the guy that everybody fan casts for kyan who's one of the characters but i initially thought that kyan's character was native american but he is Irish and that becomes relevant later on like that he's like part of like the Irish like mob or some shit like that so all I'll say in wrapping that up they definitely it's definitely like not politically correct it's no probably offensive in some ways I don't know exactly how because I don't know the extent of like any of those what they took exactly and how it would be offensive but I could guess a couple things. And the fact that they drop it, I'm like, then why include it? Like you used this as like a plot device and that's kind of fucked up. So I'm like, I guess I yeah. should, I need to just keep that in mind sometimes too when I choose. <laughs> um, I looked it up on Amazon just now and the blurb for the first book is kind of crazy. But beyond that, it's insane to me that it came out on April, was it 19th or 16th of... April 19th of 2020, which is, like, we're, like, a month into, like, serious lockdowns for they, COVID. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. In Europe, they'd been having lockdowns for longer. So I think they did start it earlier. They started writing it earlier than that. They were fast, though. <laughs> I know, super yeah, fast. but I, I mean, even in 
like but like it italy was like one of the hot spots for covid and even they weren't having like like full scale lockdowns until like um i know when because i was in italy when they started to lock down oh really oh i have a theory about um and then we can wrap up the, our conversation and talk about our other uh topic but i have a theory about how they were able to so quickly write a book about a pandemic and that it, and also where this native american like knockoff situation happened i feel like they were writing okay. a book that was about like that where it was like a bully romance that took place at like a prestigious boarding school and there was this like native american maybe a little bit paranormal kind of situation that they had and then covid happened and they were like oh what if we locked down the school and made them have to deal with like a pandemic (laughs) in on top of this and then it just like kind of derailed like the plot and then like that's why then like this potentially like very problematic plot line then kind of went to the wayside and instead it was about them being like in a pandemic and like searching for a cure and stuff. So that, yeah. Which, that's like, why what I'm, starting yeah. I'm starting rumors. I'm starting rumors. So that's why I think that maybe they okay. had like a slightly different premise in- initially and then they were like oh wait like we can totally take it this other like direction and they did but they left that like initial thing in um when they could have just taken it out they're yeah. just it just feels for them that they're just like oh we're, just, we're yeah. just switching everything in the middle of the series no problem yes force <laughs> proximity too i'm just like dude yes. like, so shit i'm obsessed you got locked down with the professor at one point in a quarantine and I was like yeah, yeah. and then nothing happened and I was like oh, <laughs> oh the slow burn anyway. burns <laughs> I'm so excited I'm so excited but um okay I feel like that's like what? all the kind of flows into what we wanted to talk about which is FOMO books and I feel like you this has been a series that you have talked about wanting to read for a really long time and now you're finally reading it um which is yeah I think now we're all kind of getting into our like FOMO like series a little bit for the longest time I have like been meaning to read Rena Kent and for the for a while I wasn't picking her up because I read one book of hers and the trigger warnings were like absolute nonsense. And it was like, if this is a dark, if you don't like dark books, this is not it for you. And I was like, this is not how you do trigger warnings. Um, so I was like, I put her on my like, do not read authors list. But I've had a lot of mutuals who've been reading Raina Kent recently and her trigger warnings have gotten better. So it's like, you can get out of my authors. I won't read um, jail. It's difficult. And your initial... Um, whatchamacallit, uh, violations can't be that bad <laughs> to get out. But um, I've, I've been seeing a ton of stuff about the Legacy of God series and particularly about like God of Ruin and because it came out this week. So I've, I've been like, fine. Like I have like, I've been getting FOMO because so many people have been reading it. So I was like, let's talk about FOMO reads and like things that like series that you've been or series of books that you've been meaning to read or that you just never got around to or like series that you when you finally read it you're like why did it take me this long to read it or you know um but that was sort of my like inspiration for for this one so did yeah. you read did you start the first one of the of the legacy of gods series specifically did you read the first one this week so i so I read, I haven't started it yet. Um, okay. I, I, I read like, well, okay, let me rephrase that. I read like the first three chapters of God of Malice, maybe like mm-hmm. three weeks ago or maybe like a month ago. But I was like, I'm just like not in the mood for like this insanity because the guy in that book is like, <laughs> like <laughs> there's like, Dubcon, there's like Dubcon over a cliff in like chapter two, and I was oh like, God. "Whoa!" I was like, "I I was not ready for this." Um, not that I don't like, that's like totally up my alley when I'm in a dark romance mood. But like, I just I've been having like hard time reading dark romance in the summer. So you were yeah, think, like, you were still in your I'll, small I'll town or cowboy era. 
yeah exactly so i think like i'm getting there i'm getting there so i'm i'm gonna read that um soon enough but it's funny because like i made a i made a video about this on tiktok i was like fine i'll read it um and there were so many like very aggressive people in my comments being like you can't start with that and i was like no yeah i was gonna say did you see the video that i posted about reading ken yes so I literally was just that place like, is insane. Well, so I saw that on Instagram, and I, I anytime EXO book lover posts a reading order because that she does it all the time, like with all these different authors, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so helpful. But then I see Rena Kent's because she posts it a lot, and I'm like, I did not realize like that they were kind of all interconnected in the same world. So I just posted that on there to be like. Oh, like, did any, I, I, you know, now I feel super overwhelmed. This is why I haven't started reading Ken. And all these people were like, wait, there's an order you're supposed to read them in. And then the other half of the comment section was like, you have to start at the beginning. And I was like, whoa, I clearly am not alone in not knowing that, like, cause I just feel like her books are everywhere. So like, I'm just aware of Rena Ken. I just have not, I didn't even know that there were that many books. So now I'm like, why you don't think that there were that many. It's because her, the titles of her books are like a scrabble tile bag of words <laughs> where it's like princess, empire, ruin, legacy, um, devious, hatred no. whatever and you just like switch seven words around and that's like all her book titles well and yeah, they're all you're... I was like why do they all have the same name and then uh Angie was like because they're in the same series and I was like I'm not talking I'm talking about all of the I was like because they're they have the same <laughs> names as like other books too like there's other there's like the it's like the it's like a random word generator for dark romance titles. It's like Savage, Prince, uh, like Devious, like <laughs> non – like I'm like God of nonsense. Like this is just like absolutely ridiculous. Like I can't handle it. It's too much. And it just makes – and then when they use the same stock images, I'm like there's so many. If you look at like dark romances that came out in like 2020, they all have the same title. They all have – use the same like – eight stock images and there's like three different like fonts that they use and it's like everything just looks the same yeah it's like it's, it's like, very okay, hard to this keep track week, the new releases this, this yeah. week the new releases are savage games ruthless lies and savage lies and you're just like what <laughs> <laughs> the new ones right of something so it's like i remember God of one time yeah, or like Lords of Chaos, Kings of Quarantine, like Queen of Anarchy. That's the uh yeah, they're not there's the Kings of, that Kings of Chaos, the Eva Ashwood series, um a dirty Oh, and then the name of the series is always com- something that's completely unrelated to the titles. But it's in that series it's like Kings of Chaos, Kings of Quarantine. But then I think at some point in the series there is a book that's Queen of Anarchy and they both have the same like that's the same title so I'm like okay yeah like these there it's just yeah like you said it's like a scrabble bag or like Yahtzee game like we're just gonna shake it up and see what comes out from the same things it's like yeah so it's yeah it's hard to keep track yeah sometimes yeah (laughs) um Bonnie do you have any FOMO series or books yeah I mean the top two that came to mind was the Fallen Men series Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, I have three. The Fallen Men series. I have not read Devil's Night, um, oh. and then the Filthy Rich Americans. <gasps> oh, that's on my list too. I yeah, I have. Uh, and I think that Nikki Sloan said Wait. at uh, Stimulate, they're like, "What's your favorite book that you've like written?" And she's like, "Well, I know that like every." Like obviously, my most popular series is the one with the the what is it like Nashville neighborhood or something like that is the name of the oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like, um, the doctor the pool boy the architect yeah. the frat boy and the good girl 
that one. Yeah, but she said her favorite book of all of her books that she's ever written is The Redemption, which is the last book of the Filthy Rich Americans, I think. It's, it's so the Filthy Rich American series has like it has the three, which is the initiation, the obsession, and the deception. Mm-hmm. And that's like a cohesive story. And then there is the redemption, which is in the same world. It's conti- it's a continuation, but it's not within that like same storyline. It's a different character. It's like the oh. first three are Royce and Harris, but like MacAllister, who is Royce's father, is a character in the first three. But the redemption is MacAllister. And then book five is The Temptation, and that is about Vance, who is McAllister's other son and Royce's brother. Oh. Got it. Okay. Well, she said The Redemption was like, her if favorite you like book such... that she's ever written, so. <laughs> that that totally that makes story. sense. It is, I don't want to say it's my favorite age gap, but it is definitely up there. And Damn. it is probably the best redemption arc that I have read alongside the bully from Sophie Lark. Wow. Oh, I can add that series too. I own all the books and she, I still have not read them. (laughs) But you read Brutal Birthright, right? I read that whole series. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, okay. And then this is like their kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just haven't read them yet. And I own all of them, I think, except for The Savage. Uh Uh-huh. I think I... I think like a lot of these, especially Devil's Night too, I feel like I almost missed the window. I think Alexandra kind of said that too. It's like, you feel like everybody was reading these books at a certain time and then you missed it and you're like, now I like don't want ever, it's like, I don't care if everyone knows I haven't read them, but like, I just feel like that that time has gone. And I'm like, no, I want to make time for it's like you don't even have FOMO anymore because people have moved past it so much. Like, I think I read yeah. Devil's Night. And like, I, re- I think that I read it like the rest of it because I read Corrupt. Like, it was like one of the first like spicy books. I think it was like my first dark romance, maybe. No, I read an LJ Shun book. That was like one of my first dark romances, but um, I didn't really like it that much. I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, but then I read Corrupt and then the reviews for Hideaway were so bad. And I like don't – I was like very anti-interconnected standalones for a long time. And so I didn't read it. And then it was like a bunch of other people were reading it last summer. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to buddy read this with everybody, which thank God because those books drag. Like I like them yeah. and I understand yeah. – yeah, I understand why people are like really into them, but to me it feels like the reasons why we like Twisted Sisters like we being you and me Bonnie, it's without the like that feeling of like I can't put this down, I can't stop like I like there's so much happening that like I'm reading it really quickly. It's missing that like hyperspeed like feeling that we get reading those and so it does like I found myself checking how much time was left in the book a lot like I wanted to know what was happening but it did feel very slow paced versus in the Harlequin Crew books I feel like there's are things but it's easier to skim past those things in my opinion like some of the unnecessary details and you can kind of skim past them versus in Devil's Night. I felt like, I felt like the way that Penelope Douglas writes things is like, it's almost like you are maybe going to miss an Easter egg or something. And so you feel like you have to read all of the words. Like you can't really skim it maybe, but there isn't really Easter eggs. The way that Penelope Douglas writes is it almost feels like watching a prestige TV show mm-hmm. where there are then and now chapters a lot, particularly with um, Winter and Damon, which is the third book. Which mm-hmm. Yeah, Kill Switch is the third book. Nightfall yeah, Kill is the Switch is, book. yes. So there's like a there's like a atmospheric slowness to it. I read the first two like ages ago, and then 
last summer when a bunch of us were reading them um i did them on audio and i remember looking at it like you were saying mary like checking the time i did them on audio and i was like 21 hours like i'm like i'm gonna die <laughs> in the audiobook um but i did i did read them but bonnie if you do go and read them you do not don't read the novellas okay do, particularly do not read fire night because that is like <laughs> Oh, See, I kind of liked reading. I liked reading Conclave because one, I thought that that was like interesting that they did this like weird like ceremonial thing. And it was really nice to finish something. Like I think I finished Kill Switch and then I read Conclave in the same evening. And so I was mm-hmm. like, it was after reading two books that took forever to read to then finish a third book in the same day that I finished a second book in like yeah. a week and that that to me it was just like a nice like treat to have that like com- oh I completed something after like yeah. not yeah. finishing a book for I like think- four days <laughs> I was like going towards that feeling with fire night which is the very last like Christmas novella I remember listening to it and I was like this is not the treat that I wanted it's like yeah. it's like it was like getting it was like getting raisins for dessert <laughs> Yeah, if they ever write a second generation series, I would go back. Like, if you hadn't read Fire Night, I would say read that before reading the second gen series. But they haven't like announced that that's happening or anything. It, but that's kind of what Fire Night is. Is to me, it's a setup for a second gen series. It it hundred percent teases second generation, except that there's yeah. like those four couples have like twenty five kids. It's crazy. It's so many. It's ridiculous. So many. Yeah. Um, anyway. Bonnie, what are your others? I you feel like those are my biggest ones. Just like, like, like I said, the fallen men, like I, I feel like I'm going to love those, but I've never read a motorcycle romance series. Uh-huh. Motorcycle club. Cause that's what those are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch, did you watch Sons of Anarchy? I did, yeah. And I liked Sons of Anarchy. But the vibe is very similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And now there's like, we all know a little bit about the controver- controversy with that series right now that's happening. No. Oh, is there another know? one or is it the same one? What, is Gianna the same Darling? One? Yeah. It's still the same one. Um, oh. So the this seven resurfaces. Well, it keeps re- resurfacing because she keeps not releasing this book and I'm not I'm this is like full speculation I have no basis for this except my like own (laughs) theories is that that book is actually not written um but basically so there's six books in the Fallen and Men series and she was supposed to release the seventh book Caution to the Wind in I want to say like at this point like almost two and a half Two, year and a half or two years ago or something like that we are definitely like fully into the second year um and she like maybe two weeks before the release she got her uh facebook and instagram accounts hacked and then she was like oh yeah. i actually can't release it but she had her tiktok account the entire time and hmm. has, has had it and she has now gotten her i think her instagram back but she hasn't gotten her Facebook account back. But there is a reader group that her PA is managing. And there's been, like, updates on this book, like, randomly. But it's just kind of odd that this book hasn't been released. And there's been, like, lots of speculation. And I've, like, yeah, what? I've talk- talked about this, like, with my mutuals. And I think the general consensus is that she got so much pushback on the couple for the book that she like got like spooked and doesn't want to release it and or that she because they don't like the couple yeah because they thought it was gonna be someone else and oh or something and then there is also like rumors floating around that she was like trying to float it to trad pub but they're not picking up which at Mm. this point i'm like okay but like you can still release it and continue mm. to float it 
but also like all of your FMCs are like 17 in the series. It, well, actually, that's not true. Cressida uh, <laughs> in books one and four is not. There's like a lot of like, we know about um, Welcome to the Dark Side with mm-hmm. Zeus. Oh, yeah. Is that the second? That's the, okay. It's the second one. That's the second one. And it's like, Trad Pop is not going to touch a book where the FMC and the MMC meet when she's like seven. <laughs> they would if it was written by a man. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yes, 100%. And if it wasn't a romance. Yeah. Right. Um, like a, like a, just a romance book. Like it could be like a thriller with a romantic subplot or whatever, but um, but I don't know. But suppose that supposedly Caution to the Wind is the seventh book in a Fallen Men series that no one has read because uh, my personal opinion, not based on anything, is that it doesn't actually exist. The six books that are out <laughs> are great. Yeah, I think I'm going to love them. Like, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like those are probably my biggest ones like then there's like zodiac academy and shit which i think i would just wait until all of them are out and i just don't want to read them before that you know i'm gonna so wait we can wait year yeah, yeah i'm like i'm I'm not dying to read them because i know that they're i'm i don't want to be in mary's position and be yeah. like waiting on a fucking cliffhanger for god knows however long it takes them to decide to release a book because <laughs> yeah if I had been left why... on that Harlequin crew, Dude, oh my god, I was unwell, <laughs> and it happened twice. Yeah, but I, um, that's exactly why I haven't read Zodiac Academy, and so that's not like a FOMO one, really, especially because yeah, I read Ruthless Boys. Yeah, I because I read Ruthless Boys, I feel like I understand and like. I know that there's like char- like some of the characters that are in Ruthless Boys are in those. So it's like I kind of I know what's going like what's going on in Zodiac Academy generally because Ruthless Boys is like a prequel. So I don't feel as much FOMO anymore about ZA, but I and I 100% I'm just going to wait until it's done because I just can't handle their cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree about um, the Filthy Rich Americans. Like I've I really want to read that series and I feel like I'm coming up on like almost being ready to start it. I have an ebook of the initiation and a physical copy because <laughs> like they, she released the initiation on uh, Kindle for free one time. And so I like downloaded it then. So <laughs> ready to read it- that for sure. And then, so let me know when you're ready. Cause I, um, yeah. we can, yeah, I feel like if we read it together, that'll like help too. Because sometimes I feel like when you're reading something that so many people have read and you're reading it by yourself, it's just like, it, it, it's almost overwhelming to be like, People are like, oh, send me updates. And I'm like, no, sh- just like leave me alone. I know. Because then I'm like, I'm just so annoying in your DMs right now. Just like. Yeah. No. And so, or it's like I have to DM like a bunch of different people. I'm like, do you guys just want to do a group chat? <laughs> and I'll just update No, no, no. When, when, you, when you guys decide to read it, I will 100% reread it with you guys. Because I it truly is like one of my favorite stories. And like Mary, like you watched Succession. Like I, this is like totally up your alley. Um, yeah, I. It, the reason why I haven't started it is just because one, I've only read like twenty five books this year, so I'm like way behind. Actually, that could be fun. Uh, honeymoon read, actually. If it makes you feel any any kind of way about starting it earlier, the whole series together, I think, is like. I want to say like seven hundred pages. Like it's the yeah, books are maybe like two hundred. Oh, that's yeah, nice. I have yeah. a physical because I have a physical copy of the initiation. I know that it's not super long, so it's nothing to do with that. It's honestly been no. I've ha- I've been having this feeling all year where I just want to read a book. Like I want to it's I want to read a book that I am already like twenty percent into. <laughs> Opening a new book and being yeah. like, okay, now I have to like figure out what this book is like about, like what's going on with this world. Like the first like two chapters are always like vaguely uncomfortable for me recently. Like I have a hard time like getting like immersed into them regardless of what it is. It doesn't even matter, which is why when I really started feeling that sensation and then Princes of Chaos came out and I was like, oh, this book is like, it's not fan fiction, but it is because it's like its own 
its own series within an existing series. It feels like picking up a book that I'm already 20% into. So that was really cool. And I read that in like two days. And that's a pretty long book. But yeah, I it's really funny that you say that because what I've noticed is I've started having Alexa read like the first 10% to me. Oh, because I'm like, let's just get it out of the way. Yeah. And if I'm not vibing and I can be doing something else while I'm doing it, if I'm if I'm not vibing, then I haven't like actually used time to sit down and read it. Okay. But then it's also easier for me to be like, I didn't do any work for the first 10, 15%. That's so smart. That's a good so. idea. So the other ones are um I have the Marissa from Marissa's book sent me Mindfuck for my birthday this year. So I have that book and I really need to read it. Yeah. And I I feel like I've been – Yeah. And I feel like I've been seeing like a little uptick of it. Like I missed – I had like just kind of gotten on Book Talk like right when it was like the last book came out and everybody was like freaking out about it. And then so I sort of missed the boat. But now it's kind of coming back around and having like a little bit of a resurgence. So I, I've been feeling that like, okay, yeah. now like I should read it. And then I've been talking about, and I think Bonnie, you and I were both talking about this, that um, we need to read Runics this like fall slash winter. And so Gothicana yeah. is on, that's a, that's a bad Ru- FOMO one Ru- for sure, which I actually have no idea anything about that book other than the fact that people really, really like it. <laughs> I like don't know what the premise what is about- anything. Wait. Gothic Gothicana, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, have you read the dark verse, Shawnee? No, no, so the Gothicana, as I was like thinking about like what are my like FOMO books, and it's funny that you mentioned the Mindfuck series, because that's definitely one of them. Um Oh, you haven't read it I either? Think I have like the, all the No, I haven't, which is like kind of weird because like that's like totally up my that's like that's totally yeah. my vibe like 100 women it's um it's like an adhd procrastination thing at this point where i'm like i'm so scared to start it even though it's like gonna take me a day to read that is definitely one of them uh, gothicana is also up there um but also is the dark verse was like the first series that i thought of when when i was like thinking about this where it's like i've just i've just not gotten around to it i don't know why because i know that those are gonna be stuff that I love but again like I feel like it's like the series that are like slightly under the radar like they're like bubbling under when it comes to like Mm -hmm. popularity it takes a while for me to be like okay fine I'll pick it up unless someone's like really pushing me to pick something up but also then I get like a petulant five-year-old temper tantrum attitude and I'm like yeah tell me to read it I'm not gonna I do that too. Oh, it's like my Scorpio rising. I'm like, um, I don't think so just because you told me to or just because like every I like will get yep. to that point where I'm like, oh, everybody is – I have to hit it like exactly right. Like with fourth wing, like I just read it right away. And so then I was like I'm on board with all the hype. But I could completely understand when people are like, I don't really want to read it because everybody's so obsessed with it. I'm like, yeah. I get it. Honestly, that's yeah. a valid. Wait, so I had um I had a question that is like potentially, well, it's not controversial, but I was like, are there <laughs> are there are there authors who you know are problematic, but whose books you'd kind of want to read? Um, or you feel like you're like not in the know? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I have the easiest one. What? Sarah J. Moss. Yeah. She's super problematic, and I am aware of everything. I also was left on a total cliffhanger at the end of Crescent City, and I'm not going to not fucking find out what happens. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, and I understand, I I think about this a lot, and I don't, I feel like a really conflicted, like, I don't feel like a good um, ally a lot of times, because I'm like, well, I don't talk about her on my channels because I have a big audience now and I'm like I don't want to give her more attention she already gets all the attention all of the attention yeah but it, but I'm still reading her and not talking about it so is that really better you know like at the end of the day I'm like well I'm still like buying the fucking book and reading it I just don't talk about it and I'm not necessarily trying to hide it I'll say that I read it but 
Yeah. Well, and I she's feel like my most people, she's so popular. And like, I feel like a lot of people, like, I'm not saying that this makes it like okay or anything, but I do, I do feel like you reading her book is like a drop in the bucket. Like, so as long as you're not like promoting her, no. like it's not really like making that. And like, you could like potentially get CC3 for like from the library instead of yeah um, and i mean i might it. i'm probably just gonna read it on kindle anyways mm-hmm. like i just wasn't i think she is probably the most problematic i also like am so glad that i didn't love the kate stewart books as much as some people like the mm-hmm. uh ravenhood series because like i read Flock and Exodus, and then I never read the third book because I actually fucking hated that guy. And I was, like, not happy with how the story ended up. I had a billion questions I never felt like were answered, and she's continued to come out with books. All that shit went down with her, and I was like, well, now I just don't fucking care even more. Yeah. And I don't even want my questions answered. So my answer to this question is no. There isn't anybody because I feel like there's so many books that it's, like, overwhelming. And so if there's, like, a series that I'm, like, oh, I feel like I have to read this because everybody has read it. And then it's, like, oh, uh, that author fucking sucks and is racist. And I'm, like, oh, fuck. I don't have to worry about it at all. And I feel very strongly – Sarah J. Moss is a big one. That was one where I didn't really have FOMO because – when I very first joined Book Talk, I encountered her like hardcore stands in comment sections of black creators and was like, oh, I don't want to like lose my brain cells this much that I would say things like this. And somebody like a, not just like the, the fact that I would say anything, like be so dismissive of somebody pointing out stuff like this. Like, OK, yeah, definitely don't want to be a part of that. But like with um Ravenhood especially because I didn't have a desire to read that book except for the FOMO except for the fact that I was like well I just want to know what happens I don't actually really want to read the books I just want to know what everybody's talking about a hundred percent FOMO was the only reason why I had any desire to read that series and then that happened and I was like all right well now I can proudly say that I've never read this series I do still want it to be sold, <laughs> but for me and I wish that there was like cliff notes or like sparks notes for um like our like indie romance books because yeah I would do I would read that a lot yeah because then it's like you get the itch scratched but you don't actually have to support them in any way yeah, it's like I I don't know if you guys ever do this, but sometimes when there's like a movie that I don't want to watch but I want to know what the hell is going on, you can go on the Wikipedia page and read the plot synopsis yes. and oh, they're 100%. like pretty long. Like they tell you everything that happens. Uh I want that for our books, which I realized later I was like, "Oh, that's the same thing as like Cliff Notes, but they just like don't have that for <laughs> indie romance books." JT Geisinger, I also think could be semi problematic. Um, in my opinion, after here, first of all, I thought Perfect Strangers was scarring emotionally, emotional damage. And then everyone, I'm so glad I didn't read that fucking new book that she what was called. Pen Pals, because after hearing the description of what happens in that book, I was like, I kind of feel like you are spoilers for if, if you haven't read Pen Pal. I kind of feel like she's abusing the like mental health diagnoses as like oh she's just not doing any research and not only that I don't it's not a plot twist it's not I don't know I think using that as a plot twist is a fucked up I don't know okay also I was one child maybe it's just not for me yeah I don't know it was a nightmare so let me let me just say this I think that like the plot line is problematic, for sure. I don't think that the people who are ripping Pen Pal to shreds are actually giving it, like, a fair treatment. Which, okay. like, it's like, I, th- I think it's like the criticisms are valid, but often wildly exaggerated. That's all I'm saying. Okay. It is, it is literally like... My... My issues with Pen Pal 
have nothing to do with that, honestly. It was my problem was that I went into it thinking that I was going to be surprised by the plot twist the way that I was with Perfect Strangers, and which I didn't enjoy reading that book either, but I was surprised by the plot twist and was like, wow. And so I was like, oh, she's going to surprise me again because she says the plot twist is even crazier than in Perfect Strangers. And then it was- It's the same one. <laughs> Well, well, it's not even just that the same one. It's like something that's been taken from so many other things that she literally cites yeah. in her acknowledgments. Like she's like, oh, it's yeah. So yeah. like spoiler alert, if you, I guess if you still want to read Pen Pal, but it's uh, Dante's Inferno, which is, that's like yeah. the most obvious thing. The main guy's name that's is, cool. an, uh, and what's the word for, uh when they mix up the letters, anagram for Dante Alighieri. And then it's like so obvious. And then Sixth Sense and Jacob's Ladder. And it's like, Uh yeah, so they're dead the whole time. Like, and I was like, that's, they're obvious. Okay. One, they're obviously dead. Two, they're somewhere in hell or not in hell, something like that. Um, Or they're ghosts. Like it's so obvious in the very first like page. And then it's like, I'm like, you just took like, three of the biggest plot twists like in pop culture and rolled it into this book and made it super obvious. And then you're like, and I'm just going to make one of the people schizophrenic. And that's the villain that you're not even really aware of him until the very end of the book. It's so, it's like, I just felt like intellectually insulted by it. (laughs) I was like, this. oh, and then there's just like a bunch of other random shit in there that just makes it like, totally intolerable where it was like I just let you put all this other bullshit into my head for this no payoff the way her FMC's talk is just infuriating but so annoying yeah and then some of her other problematic stuff is like she's like has like a lot of her FMC's have like internalized fat phobia and stuff like that that's like a whole thing it's very baby boomer-esque like almond mom kind of shit 100% um, but yeah. I feel like I feel like I saw I saw a video of her recently, and I was like, "You can't be that much older than I am." No, she's in but, her sixties. I it says yeah, how old she is on her Wikipedia older. page. Yeah, hang on, her age is on her Wikipedia page <laughs> because I looked it up when I looked this up when I was reading Pen Pal, and I was like, "This explains so much." She probably has a millennial daughter, and she's like, "Oh." And maybe doesn't like her daughter very much. Oh. That's my theory. I'm also starting rumors about JT Geisinger. Donnie, did you yeah. have more um, either homo books. books or problematic authors? <laughs> I, I have plenty of problematic authors. Um, that you would read their books, though, maybe secretly. Um, I think – I honestly don't think, like, beyond SJM, like, I liked Akatar – fine there's just like let me okay let me put it this way i liked a court of silver flames the best uh mostly because like nesta is me it's just the older sister yeah i liked that one i liked her story arc better than any of like i didn't like pharaoh's like i loved those books but i didn't i wasn't like oh my god her story arc i I relate to her so much but nesta i was like yes so for me, it's like, it's like, I, I grew up reading fantasy and that's like not a really good fantasy book. Which it's one? Akadar. Like oh, I disagree. <laughs> the world well, is flimsy. Like it's, there's not so much to it. The lore isn't there. Like it's, okay. it's, it's fantasy light. It's fantasy light for sure. Uh, it's all stolen from Greek mythology, but okay. It uh, is. But like, that's what I feel like all of these books are for the most this part. This is like it's it's so blatant. Anyway, to me it's just like it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a fine fantasy romance. I hate Reese. Like it just the decisions oh. that he makes in that series are absolutely insane and everyone's like, oh my god, ultimate book boyfriend. And I'm like, no, he would have <laughs> let Feyre die. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Anyway. Um but I also like <laughs> anyway, multiple times. Silver Flames, I like mainly for the reason that I love a Golden Retriever Black Cat combo. 
mm-hmm. but it's fine. It's fine. I'm not like dying from war. Um, I read Crescent City. I read the first one and I read like four chapters of House of Sky and Breath, whatever. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't care about more. I don't like, it's like, I haven't been dying to go back. No, but you know what? Actually, you know what? I think the biggest one, and it's not necessarily like a FOMO thing, but I read Haunting at the Line, but I never read Hunting at the Line. Oh my God, me too. I've never read the second one. I never read the second one. Now I have like absolutely no desire to. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I kept hearing about what happens in the second one. And I was like, okay, well, I'm interested, but I'm not like dying I'm for it. Rip my entire soul out. Yeah. <laughs> I still would like to read it, but I just have had no desire. So I agree with you. I'm never going to read that. <laughs> I, I just know I'm never going to read that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I decided at a certain point kind of recently that I just am never going to read that series at all. Yeah. I'm just at this point it's like not because of the book. <laughs> no. It's fine. Why? I'll I'll I'll, I'll come up, I'll, I'll say it like it, it's not a secret. Mm-hmm. I find her special editions stuff very predatory and mm-hmm. exploitative of readers and the way she communicates with her reader base. This is H.D. Carlton, just so we're clear. <laughs> um, I find the way that she interacts with her reader base in situations that she prompts very rude. And I'm not saying that, like, oh. you know, keep your peace, but, like, she she does, like, Instagram story Q&A. She, like, drop a question box, and then she's like, here are all the questions I won't answer, and he goes, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, when people ask those questions, she will then still respond to them, but, like, she's very rude about it and I'm just like I get it but like you don't have to be doing these really yeah she does it like once a quarter and there's now like seven different website exclusives of Haunted Adeline and I'm like it's enough slices yeah that's where I'm at so I have and again to me it's one of those things where it's not anything where I'm gonna be like oh, I'm not going to read this author because of this. But to me, I'm like, okay, so here's my TBR that's this long. Like, you know, it's like miles and miles long. My aspirational TBR, forever TBR, whatever you want to call it. And somebody was like, you know, that author was rude to me one time when I ran into them on the subway. And then I'm like, cool, I'm never going to read their book. Like, I'm like, so the the bar is so no, low. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> Not not a wink. I'm like, oh, it's so true. <laughs> Every time I hear one, I'm like, well, thank God. Now I like literally don't care. I don't have to read this author. Less books mm-hmm. for me to have to read. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're just like FOMO be gone. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, once again, if there's anything that you want to hear us talk about or want to hear our opinions on or have questions about or you know, if you want to submit some tea for us to talk about, Ooh, yeah. Open yeah. To it. Um, but thank you so much for listening. We're having so much fun making this. Um, Shawnee, where can we find you? Shawnee Ray's on TikTok and Instagram. And Mary, where can we find you? I'm at the vibrarian on Instagram and TikTok. I'm Bonnie at Bon Reviews Books on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> And you can find the podcast at in the mood for underscore pod, both on Instagram and TikTok. Bye, guys. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>